0: Welcome to Verified RX, your prescription for success, brought to you by the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. We are the front line. We are the last defense in protecting our patients who entrust their care to us every day.
1: The Drug Supply Chain Security Act was enacted in 2013 to protect patients from counterfeit, stolen, or contaminated medications. It allows for the detection and removal of these drugs from the marketplace. I'm Gretchen Brummel, Pharmacy Executive Director in the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence and your program host. Today, we will talk about the details of the Act and how frontline pharmacy staff can support compliance. And to help us do that, is Joseph Alessandrini, Vice President of Clinical Services at Inspira Health in New Jersey. Welcome, Joe.
0: Thank you, Gretchen. Glad to be here today.
1: So set the stage for us. What are we talking about here?
0: So the Drug Supply Chain Security Act, more commonly referred to as DSCSA, was enacted back on November 27th. If you remember November 27th, every year that we're going to be talking about aligns with that date in 2013. It was put in place actually as a patient safety measure in order to avoid contaminated, adulterated, or diverted product from re-entering the marketplace and potentially being harmful to the patients we are here to provide services to. Some things that pharmacists have heard over the years are terms such as track and trace and pedigree laws. So if you think about that and align those in your mind, I believe it will help you become a little more understanding of what we're talking about today under the Drug Supply Chain Security Act.
1: What are some of the benefits of compliance for health systems?
0: Well, we've all heard the horror stories of how adulterated products have re-entered the marketplace and have reached their way to patients and the untoward side effects that patients have realized as a result of that. What we're looking at when we talk about the Drug Supply Chain Security Act, is tightening the whole supply chain in order to avoid any potentials for diversion or adulterated product from either entering the marketplace in the first place or re-entering through back doors.
1: So while the law applies to multiple groups, what are the specific requirements for dispensers or pharmacies?
0: We are the front line. We are the last defense in protecting our patients who entrust their care to us every day. So when you think about this, the first initial phases of the Drug Supply Chain Security Act dealt with manufacturers in serializing their products so that they were identified down to the unit dose level, to the product level, a dispensing unit. The next was wholesalers because they are the major distributors to us. And lastly, it became apparent that what needed to be included was dispensers. It is important that we realize that we are that last stopgap, if you will, in looking at a product, assuring that it's the correct product, checking the serial numbers, making sure it came through an approved vendor, and then dispensing that to our patients.
1: And what steps can a hospital take to make sure they're meeting these requirements?
0: First, you need to look at all your avenues of distribution. And when we first looked at it as a network, everyone naturally assumes it's your inpatient pharmacies who are distributing drugs. Well, many of us also have retail pharmacies. Today, we also have specialty pharmacies. In our network, we are rather large and very well diversified. We have physician practices, surgery centers. Drugs flow through all these. We have urgent cares. We have paramedics. We have EMTs. And we want to ensure from a drug safety standpoint that all of these drugs that we are purchasing through multiple avenues are, number one, through an approved vendor, and that you are receiving the product that it says it is, and that it hasn't been contaminated, but is definitely, from a pedigree standpoint, the product that the manufacturer intended to be before it's distributed. And you have to put processes in place. So you have to look through your current workflow systems. You have to flowchart all this, and then you have to start to say, where are my potential breakpoints? First thing you need to do is look at a vendor who can check your authorized or approved vendors to make sure that they are in good standing with the FDA, the boards of pharmacy, and are approved to distribute and sell drugs to you. And once you've established that, then it's working with another software company, and we have vetted out several and have picked one, to make sure that we're able to collect all the data in a repository that's readily retrievable within 24 to 48 hours if there were an actionable item that we needed to report to the FDA of a suspected adulterated product or tampered product. So that's important that you have these two compliance factors aligned and ready to go. And those should have been done prior to November 27th of
1: 2020. I'm sure this can impact frontline pharmacy staff. How can they support compliance?
0: First thing that we need to do as leaders in our pharmacy departments is to develop the policies and procedures and the processes to protect our patients. We need to then educate our pharmacy staff about that because all of them have an opportunity to dispense a product. So they need to determine that the product that's received is okay to be put on the shelves, to be put into your carousels, your robots, your Pixis or Omni-cells for dispensing, into your cart-fill process, whatever process you to use to put on your shelves for dispensing. And that should be done prior to that step happening. And that's where your pharmacy technicians and pharmacists need to be aware of that. They also need to verify that on the back end.
1: What are some of the other issues that you've run across on your journey?
0: When we first brought up this whole issue of Drug Supply Chain Security Act, we met with, of course, corporate compliance, senior leadership. And I did a presentation It was interesting. People sat across from the room from me and they said, well, that's your problem, your pharmacy. And that frightened me because, number one, you're not going to get buy when somebody says that's your problem, you're going to fix it, you're going to take care of it. Yeah, I'm ultimately accountable for it as a pharmacist and as the chief pharmacist in our organization, but everyone along the continuum, as I presented earlier, in each one of those dispenser roles is responsible and accountable and needs to know how to address these issues. So if a product comes in and the serial number doesn't match, the transaction data or history doesn't flow properly, doesn't come through an approved vendor, you need to sequester that product immediately. You need to act as if it were not safe to dispense it. If I always tell my pharmacist, if you don't feel safe in administering that to one of your children, then throw it out and start over. In this case, sequester it and get another product.
1: As I understand it, one of the major milestones for dispensers in 2020 was delayed surrounding enforcement. What was that change and how can we now prepare to meet this requirement?
0: Well, I think an important point to make here is that we still have, as dispensers, we need to meet those milestones for 2020. And that had to do with having 2D barcodes, to have a vendor to check your approved or authorized vendors that you work with, and also to have a vendor who's electronically going to capture all your transaction history and store that for you for a minimum of six years. The delay was in the enforcement of that. So the FDA is not going to come in and enforce it. We don't know how long that'll be, but I urge everyone, you need to be in compliance and be ready now. And if you're not, you're already behind the compliance issue.
1: So we definitely need to be ready. Correct. So how can you gain acceptance across a network?
0: The approach I took is I didn't make this about compliance. We are a high-reliability organization, and as a high-reliability organization, patient safety comes first to each and every one of us. Everyone in our organization is empowered at every level to, we say, stop the presses, right, to stop the assembly line, to stop the production, the fulfillment of a prescription if you don't feel it's right. That is all due to safety, so when I met with leaders in my organization, I very quickly felt that it was being seen as a compliance issue. Let's just check the box. Let's make sure we comply and let's move on. I turned it around to each and every one of the individuals in the room, physicians, nurses, clinicians, other vice presidents, directors, and made it a patient safety initiative. As a high reliability organization, we want to ensure the safety of each and every one of the patients we treat across the continuum of care and how are we going to do that? And here's how the Drug Supply Chain Security Act is going to help us do that. It's going to guarantee the integrity of the products that we are dealing with.
1: Where do you think we are in terms of national readiness?
0: Well, what a loaded question that one is. I'd say based upon my experience in being involved with global track and trace summits, international summits, as well as regional and national seminars in the United States, I'd say that at best, we're about 50% compliant. And I could tell you that the European community is further ahead than we are. There's a way we need to go and many of us are still playing catch up. We're not there yet. And I'm not just talking about hospital pharmacists, but our colleagues in retail, in specialty, in some of the large chains are still playing a little bit of a catch-up game to get where they needed to be back on November 27th of 2020.
1: What are you seeing people do well in this space?
0: I think what is the most encouraging thing for me, and it keeps me moving forward with this, is the regionalized efforts and also the national efforts of a GPO such as Visi, a group purchasing organization, in bringing people together to have these discussions, to learn from best practices, and shamelessly sharing what each of us have done and building upon that. We've all learned from one another. I believe we are developing better practices and leading to best practices by having discussions such as this to, again, hear how to put this together. This is different for all of us and together we will get through it, and together we will build a safer, more secure patient delivery system.
1: Where do you see things heading in the future?
0: I see more technology being utilized. I believe that utilizing 2D barcodes to capture that data is critical. We have worked very hard with our partners to create a interoperability across multiple platforms so that I scan one product once and it gets entered into multiple databases to avoid anyone missing a scan in a database to ensure it's the proper product, but also to capture the serialization data, the NDC data in multiple systems in our organization. So it affects, number one, the integrity of the carousel. It tells our wholesalers, the suppliers that we have received their product. It then updates databases from our computerized physician order entry system and our medication administration record, as well as our billing system, as many hospital pharmacists now are keenly aware that third-party payers are requiring NDC numbers, national drug code numbers, to ensure that you bill for the proper product or you will not get reimbursed, or you may get reimbursed at a level that may not meet your acquisition cost. It also did another thing. One of the things I always have to do is look at ways to become a tighter system and also to look at manpower utilization in the most efficient manner possible. It became a little bit discouraging for me early on to think that we might have to have an individual scan the same product up to five times to get everything we needed. And we put requirements on our vendors to have interoperability to accept one scan in one system. And have it be seen and truncate the data that we need to parse that out across the multiple systems from that one scan.
1: Joe, thank you very much for joining us today to share your insights. And to our listeners, please join us for more Verified Rx podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, and send us your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Verified Rx is your prescription for success and is brought to you by the Vizian Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. I'm Gretchen Brummel.